Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Good morning, good morning, Grinders. It's the weekend. It's the Rotor Grinders Weekend Grind Podcast. Happy Saturday, Grinders. Hope you all had a good week. We're happy to be back. I'm Josh, Sir Giant, as always, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk, the Mango, Travis Mangone. Travis, how you doing today, man? Uh, good. Just, uh, you know, trying to deal with the Friday tilt of the PGA and the WNBA. Just a long day, but, uh, you know, enjoyed, uh, enjoyed MLB. Didn't do too bad yesterday, uh, but I'm definitely ready for NFL. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's definitely uh, definitely exciting to, to have NFL right around the corner. Now, uh, there, there was some controversy yesterday. Let's talk about this Friday controversy. Uh, now, Travis has been the staff writer for WNBA. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best content providers for WNBA DFS. We, we had some issues here. Uh, Travis, why don't you talk to us about uh, what happened with the WNBA situation here? Yeah, so pretty similar to the Sixers Kings uh, fiasco with the uh, with the court. Uh, we had a uh, a leak from the uh, from the Washington uh, Washington court leaking onto the floor. Uh, there was like a ro- leak in the roof or whatever, just causing issues. So they, it was too dangerous to play. So they didn't play the game. Uh, that, 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 that variance helped me then. Uh, a lot of people actually played some guys in their cash games that day and didn't, weren't able to get them out. And, you know, it helped me variance wise then, but uh, today it didn't because we got, we found out a little too late and uh, there's nothing we can do about that. Right. So it's one of those things. I'm just going to kind of, uh, uh, keep moving along and, uh, you know, just hop over to the next WNBA slate. If it was your first time playing, man, uh, sorry. It's, it's kind of stinks for you. Uh, and I, hopefully it's just, it didn't ruin the experience for you all the way. Right. Uh, but it's definitely one of those things that can definitely be frustrating, but we have another big slate coming up on Sunday. So, Hey, maybe, uh, maybe we'll be able to have a chance to dive into that one and have no issues. Uh, then. Yeah. It, you know, it's definitely, it's uncommon, but it happens. Definitely remember like the Spurs Stadium, uh, you know, in Mexico, get catching on fire during that game, and the water main breaking during uh, breaking at Coors Field during the live final, and like you said, the Sixers situation. You know, these things happen, and there's uh, really nothing you could do about it. We ha- we haven't got a statement from either of the big sites or, or any other sites yet. Is that correct, Travis? Oh uh, yeah, no statement. Uh, maybe the game plays early in the day, but I doubt it. So uh, guess we'll see what ends up happening. But no statement so far. Uh, but. Yeah, and no, no real news on it. Yeah, I mean that's why we pack, practice uh, bankroll management, right, Travis? That's why we don't go too crazy. So you're ready to go the next day. Yeah, for sure, no doubt, uh, definitely, definitely have to practice the bankroll management. Make sure not to go all in on one day because stuff like that can happen out of nowhere. Yeah, and then uh, there was uh, another controversy with uh, FanDuel Golf. Uh, it seemed like what, what happened was the contest closed early, uh, all the way actually paid out accounts, I believe. Um, you know, to, to people, uh, wherever they were, were placing in their contest, they got paid for it. And the contest closed before the, the actual uh, event was, was, was final. Um, Travis, why don't you talk about that for a bit? What happened there? 
Oh uh, yeah, so uh, Fanduel paid out their golf games uh, out of nowhere, and uh, everyone was like wondering what was going on. Um, I know the people who were probably in first were pretty excited and just wanted to like run with their money and just go to the bank. So if they were able to pull that off, congrats, uh, good for you. But um, uh, yeah, I was definitely upset about it. I actually have some pretty good teams, so I was like well, excited to see what they could do on uh, Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, but it looks like they're back up and running, and I th they paid out, and I think now they're back. Uh, it looks like they're back live. So hopefully they fix that issue and. Uh, you know, it ends up working out correctly. And, uh, you know, the best, the better man wins, right? Even if you were that person that was up towards the top and could have won the money and it would have went your way. I mean, that's not how it works, right? That's uh, unfair. Uh, so just uh, have to play fairly and, uh, you know, wait for Saturday and Sunday and try to win it then. Yeah, you know, it felt like uh, someone had that cash out button we all wish we had when, you know, when things are still going on, you're sweating it out. Uh, someone was in first place and all of a sudden got paid for it. But uh, it seems like they reversed it around. Uh, we did get a statement for that on Twitter from uh, FanDuel and, you know, letting us know that they were aware of it and they were looking into it. You know, full disclosure, as a former FanDuel employee, uh, the people I work with there of the highest integrity, very passionate about, you know, offering the best product. And technical issues happen. These things happen. And, uh, you know, from, from my experience and the people that I know there, I'm sure that they'll find a, a proper way to handle this, uh, you know, a nice resolution. So hopefully everything works out on that front. You said the contests are live again, which is good. So we'll see where it goes from there. But, uh, you know, if you want to keep up with any of this stuff or if you just want to talk, you want to interact with us, go ahead. Give us both a follow on Twitter, especially Travis, if you're getting into WNBA. Because Travis, that content, as I mentioned, for WNBA, um, you know, getting rave reviews. Guys, uh, really, you really know your stuff, man. It's really cool to see you, uh, you know, kind of jump into the forefront there uh, as a staff writer for Rotor Grinders and providing great content for a new sport. You can follow Travis, Travis on Twitter, at Travis. Mangone, that's at Travis, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. We can have some conversations over there. Always open to talk DFS, so feel free to shoot me and Travis uh, a message over there or, or uh, you know, just give us a shout-out. We like hearing from you guys. Uh, but, yeah, we got baseball today, man. Got a nice big Saturday slate, 10 games. Games lock at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time, so if you went out on Friday night, you want to wake up a little late, have your coffee, start your research with us, we're here with you, and, you know, you, you got some time to get it together, so, so that's good for you that, uh, you know, we, uh, we don't have to worry about waking up early like on a Sunday where it's, you know, 1 o'clock lock, so this is nice. Um, we're going to start with pitching, as always. We always start with pitching. Now, top dog on the slates, obviously Corey Kluber, in my opinion. Travis, from our conversations we had earlier, it sounds like you, you, you agree with that. Uh, the pricing is the problem here. You know, like it's so tight on DraftKings again, Travis. I know you like that tight pricing, but 14K on DraftKings for Kluver is just tough. And uh, on FanDuel, he's 11.9, a bit easier over there. But you know, when you look at the numbers, uh, especially on this slate, you know, the depth of pitching is really not that deep. So we have to figure out where we want to go. And it seems like you know, after Kluber. It kind of, you know, there's, there's a significant drop-off. Now, Kluber, uh, huge numbers this season, you know, 36.6% strikeout rate to righties, 339 to lefties. Uh, you know, ground balls are up, fly balls are down. And this uh, White Sox team has been atrocious against righties this season, just, you know, absolutely swinging and whiffing. 28.9% strikeout rate against righties, this White Sox team. And a 5% walk rate. They really are not patient hitters. Uh, you know, they go out there aggressive and they swing and they're going to swing and miss against Kluber. So I, I do think there's a big game in line here for Kluber. Question is, you know, do, do you have the cap to pay for him? Travis, how are you going to handle this Kluber situation here? 
Uh, yeah, uh, Josh, you said before, I like the tight cap. I think it's a good thing. Makes it harder on people, and I think that the tighter, tighter the pricing, the better, right? Uh, makes it harder on people to make their teams and makes you work more. So I like that. Um, but yeah, I think Kluber's the clear chalk option, or not chalk option, cash option. Uh, he's the guy that you want in your cash games. I would definitely want to load up on him. I mean, his just K percentage is insane against a guy like it's a team like the White Sox. I just expect a K per inning at least, maybe two. Like he's just so good right now. He's top five pitcher in the league. Uh, he's a guy that you definitely just want to have right here, uh, especially in this match against the White Sox. So uh, Corey Kluber is a guy I would definitely make sure to play on this slate. Uh, for cash games, tournaments is a little more difficult, right? Uh, I definitely want to get in the bats. That's something that I'm going to try and prioritize. Um, if I can get them in with Kluber, great. But I just definitely don't know if I'll be able to. So that's going to be like a conversation I'll be having myself when I play my tournament teams. What am I going to do? Uh, and I think I'll be okay with not playing Kluber in tournaments. But it will be scary, obviously, right? I understand he could put up a big score. Uh, if I can pair Kluber with a cheap pitcher, that'd be great and get the bats that I want, sure. So it's going to be one of those things that you're going to have to keep an eye on because uh, if you pair Kluber with the cheapest pitcher on the slate, and I'm probably not going to pair him with Bibbins Dirks, the cheapest pitcher on the slate, you only have $3,837 average position, right? Uh, so it's definitely doable to make it work in cash games and tournaments. It's a little tougher, obviously, with the stacks, but um, you know, wanting to pay up for the right stacks and getting all those guys in your team. Sometimes you're forced on guys that kind of cost more, and that kind of happens. So uh, for me, if I can get Kluber in tournaments, sure, great. Uh, but he's the cash game guy for me. And then in tournaments, I can see myself maybe pivoting down the Granky a little bit just because it's a, it could be a Cardinals lineup, but it's only about like uh, maybe like seven righties. And, uh, you know, he's got a K percentage against righties at 28% in a against lefties 26 percent like i mean greg's just been really good this year and i can see going to him if you want to go to a cheaper option in tournaments as a decent pivot if it helps you get that extra bat in but again kluber's my top option i'm sure he is for you and i don't think greg a bad tournament play yeah i agree i think Granky is definitely a, a good tournament play but he's expensive too and i do see a significant gap between uh kluber and Granky. i think that if you have you know if you're going to pay up for pitcher you should pay up for kluber um I think the upside for tournaments is just massive with Kluber too here in this matchup. So, uh, but yeah, Granky's definitely the number two. Now we got to like drop down, and this is where it gets you know, like I said, the depth here. It's a very shallow position on the slate. There's not a lot of great pitching. Seems like it goes both ways. That you know, this this season, either there's a lot of great pitching or there's like no pitching on the slate. So, um, you know, we have the clear cut option in Kluber. We got Granky as a tournament pivot if you're going to pay up. But then after that, like I said, gets a, gets a little blurry here, and. Um, you know, there's some guys that we would normally have interest in that uh, seems to have, you know, they seem to have some dampers on them. Like, you know, Erod's a guy I'd normally consider, but that Kansas City lineup's been mashing the ball lately. Uh, Gaussman's a guy I know that uh, you have some interest in, Travis, usually, but, you know, and he did figure out some stuff. But it's going to be a hot day in Texas, Travis. This is like, you know, this is such a tough spot. And people are going to look at this game log, and they might look at that game against Texas and say, wow, he threw a great game. But. You know, if you really look objectively at his game log, all these big games he had, you know, Toronto, who was striking out a lot, Tampa Bay strikes out massive, you know, then he faced Minnesota, he got hit around, then he faced Chicago, he faced the Cubs, he got hit around, then he faced Texas, and this is the, the matchup, but this was in Baltimore, you know, and he, yeah, he had a great game, and they went back against Tampa Bay again, had a big game, but Texas, you know, at home in a hot day, like, and their bats have really been working now, like, this is a, you know, this is a tough spot to target Gaussman. I don't think I'll be doing that, but uh, how do you feel about Gaussman here, Travis? Yeah, I, I, I want to play him, right, because the pitching is so bad, but I can't. Like, it's just not a good matchup for him. Uh, it's just, uh, I get right? Like, Texas the last time was fine, but, like, I mean, Texas is hitting the ball really well right now. Uh, it's going to be the hottest sl- day on the slate, like, a uh, good hitting park. I just, just got to stay away from that spot. It stinks to say it, but I'm going to have to do that. 
Um, so two guys that fit the, uh, you know, I'd like to play, but I can't play because of the matchup are Trevor Cahill and Erod. Uh, they're going to be guys that kind of fall off because of that. Kyle Hendricks is a guy that I just, I don't think will get enough innings in a tough matchup against Milwaukee. I get they're going to be K upside, but I'll pass. Um, but two guys I like, and I guess they're like kind of like the, uh, the streaming options on the slate, like streaming against offenses are Ivan Nova in San Diego against San Diego. I think he's a guy you can definitely have a lot of interest in. And then, uh, Sean Newcomb, uh, I think he's another guy. Like I know Philly can uh, have some tough bats. Nick Williams is a lefty though. He's mashing the ball. So that'll help Newcomb a little bit. I know Althea is back. So that could be a little worrisome. He just hit two home runs today. So he's a guy that like there could be some scary bats in this lineup, but Newcomb's a pretty talented pitcher. Good K, uh, K percentage, 23% against righties, 22% against lefties, and a young, talented pitcher. I think this is a spot where you can like stream these two pitchers. Nova doesn't have a ton of K upside, right? Like it's just not not something that's in his like in his repertoire. But uh against the Padres, uh, you know, they strike out a lot. And I know they've been hitting the ball better, so it's a little bit of a worrying to have with that, but uh, I think these are two guys you can stream against these offenses, and yes, there's risk to it, and you kind of have to like hold your nose a little bit and just hope that they can get you by, but um, I think they're guys that you can end up going to as uh, options. And just understand there's huge risk with them. Uh, also, I know Denelson uh, Lament. I know you have some interest in him, Josh. What's your thoughts on him on this slate? Yeah, you know, if you read some of my content earlier in the year when Lament came up, uh, just absolutely love this kid, love watching him throw, has just great strikeout stuff and just great abilities. I think that you know, he's someone you want to keep an eye on in the future because he's uh, he's got a lot, a lot of good. Uh, he's got a lot of good stuff. You know, like he's got different, um, different pitches he can lean on. Now, you know, these Pittsburgh hitters they don't strike out a ton, eighteen percent below the league average. But Lamette, you know, just has absolutely elite strikeout stuff. It translated from the minors to the big leagues. Now he's got a good enough sample size: thirty-four point three percent strikeout rate to righties, twenty-four point one percent against lefties. Walk rate has been you know down against righties at seven percent, but against lefties it's kind of up there, you know, pushing ten percent. Uh, you know, most of his struggles have come from lefties here. You know, and the Pirates don't really have a ton of lefties we have to worry about, right? Josh Bell hitting from the left side and Frazier, but. Uh, but you know, and you know, you look at the Sierra three point five against lefties, but one point nine against righties, and it seems like he's going to be facing a pretty righty heavy lineup, which works in our favor here. And uh, you know, the main issue with Lamette more than anything for me has been, uh, you know, these fly balls have been up thirty five percent to righties, thirty eight percent to lefties. But he has the benefit of pitching at home in Petco, which is you know, extreme pitchers park, nice park upgrade for a pitcher. So I think with this favorable park upgrade against the team that you know. They really they can't kill you. Their ISO is pretty low, one thirty three. Like they're not, you know, with the park upgrade in the team that doesn't really hit for power. Uh, I think that this is a good matchup for Lamette to have an efficient outing. Now I don't think he's going to have like you know a lights out outing. It's possible the kid's great, but uh, I think for his price tag uh, for seven point nine on DraftKings and seven point nine on FanDuel, I think that he makes uh, you know he should definitely be in the conversation. I think he'll make an efficient play at this price tag on this slate. Yeah, I can agree with that. I worry about the K upside against uh, the Pirates. I don't really trick out a ton, but uh, we're really grasping at straws here, man. There's just not a lot of pitching to love. So um, may, I may say I'm more one pitcher site, so I have to kind of limit. I can like limit taking pitchers. Uh, but other than that, there's no other pitchers I want to play. Like I don't want to play Mike Leake, uh, Tanner Rourke, like, all these guys. I just don't want to play. Uh, yeah, I think. I, 
mean, I don't have a ton of interest in him, but I'm just going to mention him. And I know Josh, this isn't the greatest option, but hey, he's cheap and he goes with a team that strikes out a ton. Are you going with Mejia? Because uh, I was I'll, I was just looking at him too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. It's just because there's nothing down here, right? Like I'm trying to like make something out of nothing. Should we do it? I don't think I'll actually. I don't think I'll actually do it, right? Like, I don't think it'll actually happen. If I was playing a lot of lineups, I'd have to, like, consider it. So that's kind of why I'm mentioning it. Uh, granted, like, if you want to play Kluber, uh, what are you going to pair him with? That's kind of the problem. And, like, um, he is kind of cheap enough where you're able to. Um, again, uh, I, I haven't, you know, plugged in the stacks yet. Like, it's going to be one of those things where I'm really going to be looking for value uh on the slate like like when lineups come out i'm gonna be searching for that value where i can find it so um it's gonna be one of those things that I, that's gonna be really important if i'm trying to make a kluber team and that's what i'll focus on but i think he is a guy that you can maybe consider as like a tournament dart but uh i'm not you know i'm not putting my whole bankroll on her or anything <laughs> well Mejia, you know he gets a good park upgrade in oakland and does go against the team that strikes out a lot his, his main issue has been his pitch counts you know his pitch count gets really really high really quick like in 4.1 innings he threw 96 pitches last game against detroit that he threw so like you know if he can keep the pitch count down but he doesn't kill you like you look at his game log only one negative game in the last 10 games so he's not a guy that's really going to kill you he'll probably just get you like you know a decently low score 6.4 on DraftKings. i guess he comes into the conversation but i'd rather just try to find the extra cap to get uh to get in uh lamette uh one guy that you didn't mention here and i didn't mention him either um we have Kyle Hendricks here, and you know I know it's in Milwaukee, which is nice hitters park, but Milwaukee does strike out a ton, uh, and he's pretty cheap over on uh, on DraftKings at seven point three uh, on FanDuel. Uh, I believe he's pretty fairly priced too. He's eight, he's eight K over there, um, but yeah, on DraftKings for seven point three, that just feels like it might be worth a shot, and you know as an SP two here. Um, your strikeout yeah, rate has been down I, I, this I, season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, sorry. I did mention him a little bit. Uh, yeah, uh, so I, 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 I do think he's a guy that we can definitely, like, on DraftKings at 7-3, I think, like, a Kluber-Hendricks pairings is maybe the cash option to do, right? Um, I don't know for sure, but, like, it's just, like, he, he has strikeout upside, and that's something that you can see, but he just doesn't get enough innings. That's the problem, right? Like, we... Look at his oh, innings yeah, pitch. Like, That's right. like, My apologies. Yeah, let me concerned. I mean, this is our second time recording because we had some issues, so maybe I said <laughs> it the first time, maybe not the second. But yeah, um, I get it. I just don't know. It's, it's tough to get behind a second pitcher, man. It's really gonna be tough for me to play DraftKings tomorrow just because of trying to pick a second, pitch, second pitcher. But it's tough on everyone. Uh, so that's at least the plus, right? Uh, but. Um, yeah, if you can find an edge on it, uh, try and like find a pitcher that really can give you that edge and. Uh, Again, I, I don't know if Hendricks is the guy. Like, it's one of those plays where you're just mainly making it because, hey, the Brewers strike out a ton. You're just going to kind of uh, not watch the game and check back in a couple hours and hope that Hendricks isn't negative, right? But I don't know. It's tough for me to get behind him tomorrow. I don't know. Can you get behind him? Ah, uh, I don't know. Like, I think on DraftKings, like you said, you, you know, it makes sense. Like, I might just rather, like, I might just try to find the cap to go to Lamette instead. But like, I think if you want to get really creative and like load up on bats, like a Lamette Hendricks pairing doesn't sound terrible in tournaments to me on DraftKings. You know, I think he's an easy fade on FanDuel at 8K, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of him over there. I think DraftKings is where he, like, starts to become interesting. But it's a tough slate. Not really a cash game slate for me. More of a tournament. And, I, I, Josh, I'm kind of done with pitchers. How about you? Are you, you ready to get out of the pitchers? Uh, well, one, last, one last little dart we could throw here. Now, uh, I know that, you know, this is, like, cringeworthy. But we're really, like, we're like you said, we have to, like, kind of grasp pitch draws here on the slate. 
if you want to try to find a guy under 6K on DraftKings that, uh, you know, to pair with Kluber in your tournaments, I don't think Chris Smith could be the worst options here. Now, I know that those Minnesota, you know, you hear the names Dozier and Kepler and Sano. You know, you know, you're like, oh man, like this is, you know, this is a tough lineup. But they strike out a ton versus righties, man. Twenty-eight percent strikeout rate against righties, and you know, Chris Smith not really like a huge strikeout upside pitcher. Twenty percent strikeout rate, but you know, he gets the park upgrade in Oakland. He could th- he could throw an efficient game, and he can pick up stri- pick up some strikeouts along the way. And uh, you know, he's fifty nine hundred on DraftKings. So if you need a cheap SP two with Kluber, I don't think that's a terrible route to go. Yeah, he's cheap. If it helps you kind of make your cash team work or your tournament team work, sure. I don't hate it, but I'm not in love with it. Uh, it's it's a really tough pitching slate, and uh, I think mainly it's Kluber. And Kluber's the top option if you can fit him with the second guy. Great. Like on DraftKings, it's definitely a lot harder. But uh, for me, I'm probably gonna stay more so on Fanduel, I'm playing around with my tournaments and see what I can do over there. Uh, mainly because of that. But I, I I get I get it. I think. Kluber's the cash game you want on FanDuel and DraftKings, and you would need to end up pairing with someone else to make the bats work. But in tournaments, I, if you want to try and get a little different, you just got to understand uh, uh, Kluber is expensive, and it's going to be hard to make him work. So uh, you can if, if even if Kluber has a good game, you can still get away with it if your bats really pull through for you. All right, so why don't we uh, rank our top three pitchers and then move on to the bats? Who are your top three here, Travis? Oh, man. Um, yeah, so my top three pitchers, I'll say – so we'll, go, we'll go price tiers kind of, right? Like like top tier, mid tier, low tier. Right, like uh, Kluber or Greinke, yeah. and then after that you go down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Kluber's the one, right? Uh, he's the guy that you want at the top for sure. Uh, mid tier, and I'll, I'll talk DraftKings, uh, and I'll make mid tier uh, 7K and uh, between 7K. So between Nova and Cahill. Um, for me, oh, man, it's tough because I, I want to get behind Nova, but uh, I don't know if I'm able to. Uh you know, I'll stick with Nova. I, I the problem is I just don't like the price tag a lot at eight six. Uh, I think he's a safe option. He can get the job done. Uh, I just worry a little bit about the upside and uh, just the way San Diego's been playing. It. Don't absolutely love it though. And then uh, uh, lower tier, um, and it's not so great either down here. Um, I don't think your Chris Smith's a bad call, but I guess Salim Mejia. But, I mean, it's not a rousing endorsement. I hate these pitchers <laughs> down here. I'm probably not going to play them. So, uh, again, uh, just something to say. Uh, if you don't like the slate and you're building your teams and you, you know, you just, just just don't play cash games if you don't like it or don't play tournaments, right? There's other slates to play. You can take tomorrow off. It's a Saturday. Uh, or just play a couple of tournaments and don't go crazy. Uh, that's what I'm doing because, again, I don't like the slate a ton. Um, so that's kind of my analysis on it. Sorry if it's not uh, – it's not the uh, what you're expecting, but that's kind of what I'm seeing right now, and it's just something I'm just just not enjoying a lot with this slate. All right, yeah, I'll just I'll make it simple. I'll just go Kluber for my top uh, tier pick. I'll go with Lamette as my mid tier pick, and I will go with Chris Smith as my bottom tier like uh, you know tournament cheap tournament option there. So. That's where I'm at there. Yeah, I don't hate it. And again, I think it's just a spot where I'm going to play a lot more FanDuel, so I don't have to take one pitcher because I just don't want to play two, man. That's terrible. Yeah, it's a lot easier to just take Kluber and move on. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. But All right, so now that we're out of the ugly pitching, let's get out of there because uh, it's not going to get any better the longer we stay there. So. Um, and if, yeah, and it's almost if, as ugly as the WNBA slate today. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's head over to catcher. And if we didn't mention anyone, guys, that means we're not interested. Just want to throw that out there, too. You know, if you're like, I don't want to get any tweets tomorrow. We're like, oh, well, you, 
you know, you, you didn't mention uh, Tim Adelman. Like, no, we're not playing Tim Adelman, honestly. So, um, anyway, let's move on to the bats now. Um, you know, as always, we start with the catcher position. Catcher position, we usually try to find, you know, a cheap guy who can correlate to where we're going. Um, and there's usually some decent cheap options. There's actually some higher-priced options, too, to have some interest on the slate here, too. So, uh, you know, looking around at this slate, uh, I'm trying to figure out where the chalk is going to be at catcher because there's just, like, there's a lot of, like, high-low options here. There's some, like, you know, a few pay-up guys you'd be interested in, like Contreras, and, um, you know, you might want to be, you know, maybe Sally Perez here. And it was actually pretty cheap on DraftKings at 3.5, probably because of that matchup with Erod. It's probably uh, priced appropriately for the matchup. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm looking at these catchers and I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to go. Travis, kick us off here at catcher. Let me know where you're looking. Uh, I think it's one of those days where you uh, you kind of hope that there's a cheap capture option, right? Uh, to kind of make your cash games work. I mean, I think like Flowers and Contreras are going to be like options that a lot of people are considering. Uh, they're going to be guys that just uh, kind of fit everyone's lineups well. Like, uh, I mean, I have to pay for them, but I think they're just guys that like if you have the money, you're going to want to for them against Junior Guerrero and Eichhoff. Their guys are just popping, so I'm sure they're going to be guys to play. Or even like a Jonathan Lucroy against a Gaussman, uh, if you want to get that Texas exposure, could totally understand that. But again, I think it's one of those days in cash games you're going to want to hope that there's a cheap catcher just to punt with and then uh, kind of make your positions work. But uh, other than that, uh, if I'm, the way I'm going to play my catcher is whatever stack it's going to fit, it's probably going to end up doing. I don't I don't want to pay up for a lot of these catchers, right? I really, really don't. Um, but I think it's a spot where, like, if, if Eichhoff is in there, I think I really like Tyler Flowers. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, for me, I think I feel the same as you, where I'm really not not locked down on one catcher, you know, on the slate. I think what it's going to come down to is just uh, whatever fits my stack, try to complete it. Um, you know, I don't hate, uh, like, Cameron Rupp against Newcomb. Uh, I always like Rupp when he's against a lefty especially at home with that park upgrade in Philly. So that's something to look at over there. Uh, you said Tyler Flowers. I think Tyler Flowers is also uh, a nice option on the slate. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's going to come down, like I said, to you know who's going who's gonna to fit my stack, and that's uh, the most important thing. Who's going to fit my stack or who's going to be cheap enough for me to save some cap? So uh, I think that's where you guys should go in the slate. Kind of like I might just approach – like this comes down to roster construction for me, Travis, and I think – I'll probably approach the catcher position last and just figure out what I have left in my cap and, and fill it in from there. Do you think that's the right approach to take here? Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good idea to me. It's just not <laughs> not that, not the greatest position tomorrow. Yep. All right. So let's move on to a position that's a little bit more healthy. We have more depth. Um, you know, it's usually a loaded position. Travis, you can kick us off here. Uh, who are you looking at at first base on the slate? Yes, there's definitely guys I like tomorrow. Uh, I'm a big fan of Chris Davis. I get he's, uh, you know, can swing and miss a ton. He swings and miss with the best of them, but this is a good spot against Bibbins Dirks. Like, I think uh have to have interest in him. I think Anthony Rizzo, I mean, he's been one of the hottest hitters in the league against the junior Guerrera. Have to have a ton of interest in him. Uh, he's a guy I would definitely like. Uh, Mike Napoli, man, there, there could be a party at Napoli's against Gaussman tomorrow. He's a guy that definitely consider. If you want to get Texas exposure, I don't mind going to him or even to Joey Gallo, right? Those are just two uh, big pop home run bats, and uh, I think that they could do well against Gaussman or even against that Baltimore bullpen, so I don't mind them. And like a guy like Matt Adams, right, uh, against Eichhoff. Uh, Eichhoff struggles with lefties a ton. I think he's a guy to consider. And uh, or, or, 
our buddy Eric Thames. Haven't talked about him in a while, right? Uh, I like him. I think he's another guy to consider. And like even like Edwin Encarnacion and Carlos Santana at first, those are other guys. Uh, I know I mentioned a lot of them. Uh, they're guys I like a ton. If for me, I've had to pick my top two, Josh. It's Chris Davis and Anthony Rizzo. Uh, but there's a lot of different guys to like tomorrow. Uh, first base is pretty loaded. Yeah, I like Chris Davis and Anthony Rizzo as well. I think that they are great options here. I think if you're looking for like a super cheapy, uh, Ryan Healy is pretty pretty cheap um, on DraftKings here at three point three. And um, is he first base or third base on FanDuel? Let's see. Uh, he's third, no, he's base. third base. He's still cheap over there too at two point four. So I do think he's in play at third over there for a cheap guy. But uh, but yeah, on on, on DraftKings for three point three, if you're just trying to fill in, you know, punt that first base spot, I think Healy's. A good option. Hits lefties really well. Someone who's really popping in my models here uh, is someone that, that should be considered for, like, you know, point per dollar. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, I do like Chris Davis and Rizzo a lot. Now, with Kluber in my lineup, it's, you know, just going to have to figure a way to get cap to get them in. But uh, I think those are the top two options. And uh, I don't think uh, Mitch Moreland is a terrible play if he's in the lineup here, too, at home against Cahill. You know, as much as I like Trevor Cahill, I think that um, – I think Moreland, you know, at, at his cheap price tag is someone that we could look at because, you know, always has a lot of pop in his bat at home. And he's like 2500 on FanDuel, super cheap over there. So it's been a while since we've been on the Moreland train. I think that tomorrow could be a good spot if you need some cap savings there. So that's uh, that's that's about it for me at first base right now. I really want to try to get either Rizzo or um, who did we mention? Who else? Uh, Chris Davis, either Rizzo or Chris Davis in the lineup. And, oh, yeah, one more punt, too, if you want to go. I don't think that uh, – Loading up on some righties, you know, Phillies righties. Like, they keep scoring a lot of runs, and just no one's giving them any love, man. Like, they, these guys get hit. They strike out a lot against, like, elite pitchers. But when you get, like, a weak matchup, and especially against a lefty where they just have massive numbers, like, this is a good spot. A nice little sneaky stack, in my opinion, at home for the Phillies. So, Tommy Joseph, if you're going to go the Philly stack route, Tommy Joseph is a guy you should be looking at. So, that's where I'm at at first base. Anyone else here you want to mention, Travis? No, that's it. We had our second. Uh, I mean, if you have the money, Daniel Murphy, he's probably my one of my favorites. And uh, Jonathan Scope, I'd love to get him in there too. Uh, of course, uh, getting uh, in, you know, Orioles have a 6.2 run total. We'd love to get him in there. But hey, salaries is a thing, so it's kind of tough. So if we look for some salary savers, uh, I think Eric Sogar, right? On FanDuel, he's only 2,400. If he's batting first against Kyle Hendricks, I think that's a really good option to consider on the slate. I think I'm FanDuel and DraftKings. He's more of a mid-tier play, but I think he's a guy that uh, you know should be kind of popular as Odor against Gaussman. I think people have interest in him as a, as, a, as an option. So he's a guy I would definitely be considering on the slate. Uh, but again, it's going to be saying like Mason's a spot that we don't love. Like, I love Jose Ramirez. I have the money too. Him and Dylan Murphy are kind of in that tier. If, like, if I have the money for him, sure, I want to pay for them. But it's going to be one of those spots where I think you try and pay down uh, as much as you can. And... Uh, you try and because uh, if you're trying to jam Kluber in your cash games, uh, you try and pay down in your cash games because it's it's not a bad position. There's some good plays, but I just don't think everyone's going to pay up at that spot. I think more people are going to tend to pay down, and you can kind of get away with not playing some of these second basemen instead. So that's kind of what I'm thinking at second. Uh, what about you, Josh? Yeah, second's like an interesting position. I really just want to go door and move on. Like that's like. Um... Yeah, I don't think it's a bad route to go. Uh, he's in a really good spot tomorrow. He's one of those guys that can be a little boom bust, but it's a good spot for him. Yeah, it's just it's tough, you know, to ignore that huge run total in this game. And like you said, Jonathan Scope too, the mouthwash. But um, he's um, he's significantly more expensive than Odor across the industry. So if you're looking to like you know get a cheap guy with a lot of upside and a good matchup with a high run total and a good hitting environment, like Odor is the guy. You know what I mean? He's what three K on uh, Fanduel. Yeah, three K on Fanduel. 
And you could get them on DraftKings at under 4K too, I believe, right? Yeah, on DraftKings is 3.8. So uh, Odor is definitely a guy. And if you're looking for a cheapie, uh, you know, I think that this Oakland lineup could score a lot of runs tomorrow against Mejia. They do hit lefties pretty well, um, you know, even though they do strike out a ton. I think Lowry is a guy you could be looking at. 2.9 on DraftKings, super cheap over there. And I believe he's like, like he's like 2.4 or something on FanDuel, right? He's like really cheap over there too, 2.6. So yeah, you know, he's cheap. He's been cheap all season. Yeah, you know, and he's he's got he's got some pop in his bat. I mean, he's not like, you know, he's definitely not like a masher by any means, but like he, he's a guy that could show up and have a good game. So um, especially against the lefty. So I think Lowry is definitely in the conversation. And uh, yeah, so um, you know, as as a cheap punt play at second base. But yeah, I I think I'm just gonna end up going Odor and moving on. That's about where I'm at at second base. Anyone else here you want to mention, Travis? No, that's about it. You want to head over to third? Yeah. Oh, and just an honorable mention, by the way, for D. Gordon. I think D. Gordon is a guy that um, you could also be looking at here on this slate if you want to get some bats against Tim Adelman because these Miami Miami Marlins do have uh, a ton of upside when they get going in a good matchup. And uh, I think that D. Gordon, if you have the cap, is a guy you could look at. So, yeah. Uh, Let's move on over to... The shortstop. Oh, no. Can't skip over third. Can't skip over third, Travis. What are we doing? What? What are we doing? Third or short? What are we doing? Third or short? Let's do third. Can't skip over third. We'll go short after third. Yeah. The hot corner. Yeah, so third base. uh, There's six guys I like, right? Um, All in different tiers. Looking at FanDuel pricing here. Uh, Big fan of, like, I I think Ryan Healy's one, right? Uh, I think if you you need to go cheap at third, you can go with him, right? I think he's a good option for only 2,400 on FanDuel. I mean, it's a very cheap price tag, so he's a guy that can help save salary and get you Kluber. Uh, But for me, like, if I have the money, like, one of my top options on this slate is Freddie Freeman against Jared Aikoff. I mean, this is just a home run waiting to happen, right? Uh, We really wanted to play this spot yesterday, but we couldn't play it because Aikoff ended up getting scratched, and there was weather concerns. Uh, So... I mean, I want Freddie Freeman against Jared Eikhoff. If I have the money, I'll do it. Again, this is not going to be something where I plug Kluber in and plug Freeman in and then try and figure it out. Like, I'm trying to construct the best team possible, right? Uh, but I would love to get Freeman exposure on this slate. So he's a guy I definitely want to be exposed to for sure. Uh, maybe Machado against Bivens Dirks. Like, I mean, you have to have a ton of interest in him. Then, uh, it, you know, just the way the Texas line has been hitting, uh, I would love to get Adrian Beltre exposure. He's also chasing that uh, 3,000 hits. Uh, so, you know, narrative street there. And then, uh, you know, uh, two last two guys who are just like absolute mashers in the same game are uh, Chris Bryan against Junior Guerrera, uh, who can smash the ball. And then uh, Travis Shaw, who's been on a tear against Kyle Hendricks. So uh, he's another guy to consider. I think those are the six third basemen I'm really looking at. Uh, might have to cut a few out, but uh, those are kind of the six I'm looking at and uh, just going to kind of have the most interest in uh, on this slate. How about you, Josh? What do you think about third? Yeah, uh, I think that you nailed it pretty perfectly. I think that there's a bunch of top options here on this slate. Like Beltry, you said Travis Shaw has been on a mission lately, it seems, you know, to just absolutely crush. I'm not as big a fan as picking on Eikhoff as you are. I think Eikhoff has some good stuff, and um, I think you could, you could keep this Atlanta offense at bay. So I'm going to try to stay away from picking on him too much. Uh, but, you know, obviously Freeman's still an option. The guy could just, you know, come up, you know, show up and just absolutely smash. So. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to try to stay away from these Atlanta bats if I can. Chris Bryant, another guy you mentioned. But um, I think Machado is is fairly cheap on FanDuel 3.6. Definitely someone worth considering over there in a great hitting environment and a great matchup. I think he's someone you have to look at. I don't mind some Mikel Franco, too, if we're going to stack those Phillies up. You want to get those uh, righties with big upside. And Franco's a guy that people always overlook because, you know, last year showed a lot of promise. This year, not so much. So, um 
But you know, he's been straightening things out. He's made some adjustments to his uh, his stance and you know generating his weight properly. So I think that I think that Franco makes a good option here, a nice sneaky third base option. Healy, as you mentioned, is a good value play, and I don't think Derek Dietrich is a terrible play either. Two point on Fanduel, I think I could pass, but on DraftKings for three point five, uh, he's a guy who has like you know a lot of upside. And just, you know, has been having a bit of a tough season. But he's kind of breaking out of his slump now. And he's 3.5 on DraftKings. That just feels super cheap against Adelman here. So I think that Derek Dietrich is also a nice value option on DraftKings specifically uh, for third base. But uh, my top option at third base is probably going to be Machado in this matchup. So that's where I'm going to lean. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. I think there's tons of third basemen to like. Uh, if I had to pick just one, like my top option, the guy I would go to would be, it'd be Freddie Freeman for me uh, if I had the money. But again, it's going to be tough, obviously, right? But that's why we talked about guys different tiers, right? Uh, but if I could pay for Freeman, I want to pick on Eikhoff with Freddie Freeman because he is so good. Yeah, he is really good. Freeman's so good. But, uh, but yeah, let's move on to shortstop now. Uh, shortstop is uh, uh, kind of a... A wasteland unless you're paying up. You you mentioned Sogard. I think Sogard's a decent option. You could, he's shortstop eligible on DraftKings for 3.1, so someone that you could definitely have interested in if you get those lefty bats from Milwaukee. And nice correlation play to Thames and Shaw. Um, Lindor, always an option. You know, Going against Miguel Gonzalez, they have a huge run total for Cleveland at 5.2. So, um, you know, if you're looking for big runs to be scored, you want to get some stock and you have the cap, Lindor is certainly an option here. Um, but yeah, other than that, it kind of just gets like, uh, like, I guess he could play Elvis Andrus, but I'm just not really like a guy that plays him too much. Um, usually like against a lefty, I'll, I'll throw him in there, especially my Texas stacks, but I think that I'm going to pass on him and his big price tag here. Um, so yeah. And, and, you know, I guess Semyon would be another, I keep going back to these Oakland bats for value. Uh, he's a guy that I'd probably look at a value here. Um, he's, you know, 4K on DraftKings, which isn't particularly cheap, but it's cheaper than some of these other big price guys. He's 3.2 on FanDuel, more more value over there. But, uh, yeah, I think that where I'm going to end up going, um, if I have the cap, I'll just go Lindor. Um, if I'm playing DraftKings, I'll probably try to fit Sogard in with some Milwaukee's decks. Um and yeah, probably Semyon will be like my cheaper option. How about you, Travis? Where are you looking at shortstop? Oh, Josh, you didn't mention one of my like favorite value plays, like just to be able to fit in Kluber. Uh, Steven Drew, man, uh, he's really cheap on FanDuel, decent price tag, cheap on DraftKings. I think he's just like a power upset guy that can, uh, you know, you put in your cash games and you just move on. I'm sure, as long as he's batting second, that'd be nice. If he's batting like eighth or seventh or uh, sixth, I think it gives me a little more concern, but. He's a guy I would just throw in. Like he's like a cheap power option against Marquez. I think you can get away with him. Uh, just helps you get in the other bat. So him or Wilmer Difa, whichever one's in the order uh, high up, I'd probably rather lean to. Uh, I think they're good options to look at. But yeah, I don't love shortstop. It's not my favorite spot. I, Elvis Andrews, I'm a big fan of him. If I'm playing Texas stacks, I want to get him in there. He's just been crushing the ball. Uh, and then uh, Lindor, right? If you have the money for him, sure, I want to get him in there. He's a great shortstop option, but he's just super expensive. I don't think this is a spot where I'm really pay up for shortstop. Kind of be a spot where maybe I look for like a cheap guy, like even an Aston Russell as a one-off against Junior Guerrero could be interesting as like a cheap home run option. Uh, but I, I'm just not in love with shortstop, uh, so I'm gonna look to punt here if I can, in my, or you know, in order to get in my pitcher that I need. Yeah, one more guy I didn't mention, Freddie Galvis, man, been swinging such a hot stick, so. Uh... If you want to get those Philly stacks in, make sure you get some Galvis in there, too, at shortstop. But, uh, yeah, anyone else here you want to mention at short, Travis, or should we move on to the outfield? 
Nah, yeah, let's head over to the outfield. So, uh, of course, I want to attack uh, this Bivens Dirks guy. Uh, I, I want to attack him with uh, the 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 great Texas, uh, the great Baltimore outfield, right? The just the power hairs they have, the Adam Jones, the Mark Trumbombs, um, the uh, Seth Smiths, like all these guys are just, uh, guys that have some power and pop, and I want to get some exposure to them. And again, on the opposite side, right? Hot weather game against Kevin Gaussman. I want Chu, Mazzara, uh, um, Gomez too, Carlos Gomez. I mean, he's another guy to have interest in. Those are guys just that are in really good spots tomorrow and I think are uh, options to consider in your cash games in order to play Cooper. I think you can get them in there, and they're really interesting options. Uh, Bradley Zimmer starting to get a little priced up for me, but you can use, obviously have some exposure to him. Don't think he's a terrible option. Uh, and, uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber, he's a guy that's been mashing the ball, has had some positive regression coming his way. He's another guy against Junior Guerrero. Uh, just the way the Cubs have been hitting the ball. Depends where he's batting the order. Uh, you know, he'll probably be fifth. I think he's an interesting option as well. Uh, be on looking for that Cubs lineup, right? You never know who's going to be towards the top. Like John Jay could be an interesting cheap option just to try and help fit in your lineup. So he could be batting first. Uh, Jason Hayward's over. So there's tons of Cubs to have interest in. So be on the lookout for them. Uh, well, a lot of different options to like in the outfield, Josh. Uh, who else do you like in the outfield? Man, I just I keep going back to this combo, and it keeps working out for me. I think this Chu Mazzara combo is the way to go on the slate here. Um, I think that you want to get Chu and Mazzara both in your outfield. You know, it's a great correlation spot to go. And I think that if you're looking anywhere else, I do like these uh, Baltimore outfielders, as you mentioned. You know, obviously, lineup permitting, we'll see where it goes. But um, I, I do like these Baltimore outfielders, too like to get some A-bombs out of Adam Jones. If we could uh, get him there leading off, that would be nice. Uh, but he is priced up. You know, these Marlins bats, too, I think that uh, Yelich and Stanton and Ozuna are all in play against Adelman. And, uh, I, you know, just like I said, the price, you know, salary cap is a thing, so it's, it's going to be difficult to fit them in. But I think that they're certainly in play uh, for sure. And these, these Cleveland outfielders, man, if I have the money for them, like I really want to get some Zimmer and Brantley in there. But uh, it's just gonna be uh, it's gonna be tough with uh, the way that you know these prices are now, and uh, obviously Harper is a top option anytime he's on the slate facing the righty. So I think that Harper is a guy if you have the cap, get him in. But it's just it's gonna be tough to have the cap on the slate, especially if you're playing Kluber. Uh But yeah, Schwarber too. I do like Schwarber a lot, and um, depending on where Hayward's hitting, he's pretty cheap uh, on DraftKings. Uh, on FanDuel, um, uh, let's see how much Hayward is. 3.1, so yeah, he's not too expensive over there either. But 3.6 on DraftKings just is super cheap. If he's hitting anywhere in the top six in the order, I think they'll get some Hayward in there too. But um, but yeah, I, I do like, uh, like I said, Schwarber a lot. I think Schwarber makes a fine one-off to the to these, uh, to these this Cubs lineup. And I, I want to get more of these Cubs in, but it's just it it it's difficult like i said with the slate finding the cap to do things so like of course i'll have interest in like rizzo and bryant and Contreras, but like it's just finding the cap is gonna be tough so i think the most likely outcome i'll, I'll get that chew and mazara combo in my lineup and like pair them with like a one-off like schwarber or like zimmer you know or try to find somewhere that i could fit cap in to get to get my lineup complete um anyone else here you want to mention in the outfield travis uh, I mean that, that that's fine for me. I mean, it's kind of on some chalk your options, but I think those are like the the best plays in the outfield and whatnot. But yeah, there's uh, always be on the lookout, right? It's a Saturday; you never know what's going to happen. Lineups there could be some interesting options out there. So uh, just be on the lookout to see, uh, you know, look for value and see what's out there. All right. So with that, we're going to move on to the stack of the day. Uh, Travis, you ready to kick us off with your stack of the day? Uh, how about you, Josh? You got one ready? You want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll kick us off if you want. Um, so for me, 
you know, it's it's really it's been really tough like constructing rosters on this um, slate because of the you know paying up for for Kluber. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you a stack that I would love if um, if I could find a way around Kluber and, and afford these bats. So um, I'm probably gonna go with. Uh, hmm. Ooh, this is tough, man. Because I know I know that there's gonna be different ways to go in this late, but uh, yeah, I think I'm just gonna go with it. Let's let's uh, let's lock in the Rangers as the stack of the day, man. I'm gonna go back to the Rangers. They just been swinging so hot, and they got a nice matchup here. And uh, I feel like the reason why I'm gonna go there is because the Orioles, in my opinion, will be the chalkier option. Um, and I think that even with the Rangers hitting as great as they have been lately. Uh, People look at that Gaussman game log and they're like, "Oh, well, he's not terrible," you know. So they'll see the, you know, and especially they'll see how he threw against them last time, and they might think, "Okay, he has them figured out." But this is a whole different ball game, man. Like they're they're in the hot hitting environment in Texas, and, and Vegas agrees that that run total for the Rangers at five point four, uh, almost five point five, five point four nine, and that over, you know, that over under at eleven point five. Like, there's going to be run score in this game, and Gasman's going to be giving up some runs. And I think that we see him get hit around a little bit, and it'll be kind of like a wake up call to people who are really on that Gasman train hard and be like, okay, like, you know, maybe you know he's 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 a decent pitcher, but you know, this is this is just a hard environment even for a good pitcher to throw in. So, uh, I think that he gets slapped around here, and I think you get the Rangers uh, below the ownership percentage that they should be on this slate. So that's where I'm going to go. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a game that a lot of people are going to have interest in, so I understand that for sure. Uh, for me, I'm I'm going to look to pick on uh, Junior Guerrero, man. Uh, I'm just not a big fan of him. He walks a ton of batters. Uh, he's really struggled this year. And uh, the best part about this is we, we're playing in Milwaukee, right? Uh, Milwaukee is a really good hitter's park uh, for lefties. And uh, we have a lot of power lefties in that lineup, right? We have the... Uh, uh, we have the uh, Anthony Rizzo, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, those are two guys that can just absolutely crush the ball. Uh, you know, Jason Hayward, not the best lefty, right? But he can, he can get it over the fence, uh, so he's not a bad option. Like Ben Zobris, he can hit the ball over. He's just, it's going to help those lefties out a ton. Uh, and, of course, Chris Bryant, right? One of the best hitters in the league. He's a guy that you want to have interest in, of course. Uh, like, uh, it, I, I just think the Cubs are such a good option tomorrow. If you have the money for them, you want to play them, right? It's just it's just very plain, simple, and easy. I mean, Junior Guerrero's uh, Sierra this year is 5.70. I mean, that is horrible. Uh, giving up 33.3 uh, hard contact percentage. I mean, this is just a guy that's really been struggling. 43.5 uh, fly ball percentage. So I love getting guys that are getting a lot of fly balls against them. Uh, and this is just a spot where... Uh, I'm going to take the team that's been super hot. They're 11 and two. I think I saw today. I don't know if they won today, but uh, I mean, they're just a team that's been shrieking since the all-star break. And I kind of, we think we all kind of thought positive regression was coming their way and they've really shown it. And uh, I think Milwaukee is a team that uh, I want to attack right now. I want to, you know, I want to take the Cubs here and I want to go up against Junior Guerrero because he is struggling immensely. Uh, walking a ton of batters too. This is just a great spot for the Cubs. Uh, and hopefully what happens is people are on Kluber and that kind of keeps, uh, you know, with people being on Kluber and with people being on that Baltimore, Texas game, maybe that keeps the Cubs down just enough where I get them at a decent enough ownership where I'm feeling okay. And, uh, uh, I'll be happy about that. So yeah, the Cubs are my stack of the day. All right. Well, we did it for you guys. We covered the slate. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, give us a follow on Twitter and stay in touch with us. We love interacting with you guys. You can follow Travis at 
Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Follow me at Real Joshua Giant. Uh, so yeah, go ahead, have fun, enjoy your Saturday. Nice late lock at 7:05. So plenty of time for you guys to wake up, get your research in, shoot over any questions while you're doing your research. We'd love to help you guys out, give our advice. So, uh, but other than that, we'll be back tomorrow with the Weekend Grind Podcast for the Sunday MLB slate. Hope you're having a good day. We'll see you soon. For my co-host, Travis Mango, and I'm Josh, Sir Giant. Peace out, Grinders. Saver card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. Does that include dinner at that new French place? Yep, 4% cash back there. How about bowling with my friends? Yeah, 4% cash back on that too. Nice. And that'll be a rewarding weekend. Because with the Capital One Saver card, you earn 4% on dining and entertainment. So when you go out, you cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.